Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Gompies, and welcome to 100 Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country's ever produced. My name is Josh Earl, and joining me for the first time on the podcast, please welcome into your hearts, into your ears, it's Naomi Higgins, everyone. Yay! Hello, hello Gompies. Oh, I love that you're on board. You're I a big love fan. the Gompies. The Gompies are the best. They're the best fans in the business. Yeah, and I, and I know what Gompies are. <laughs> I love that. Don't worry, it's not a slur. It's all good. <laughs> it's God. all good. Hey, thanks for doing this. I am excited to do this. We're talking volume 31, side A. The year is yeah. the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, Naomi, in 2000? Six or seven. Oh, that's okay because what I found with this one in particular, it's gone real kid pop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So six or seven, you'd be listening to some of these songs at six yeah, years old. Yeah, I recognise some of it. Almost, almost maturing out of it, going, this is not for me. <laughs> Uh, what was the first album you remember having in the house? In the house? Yeah, in the house. What do you mean in the house? Was there an album in the house that your mum listened to? Yes. Or, yes. What, what, do you remember what it was? <laughs> she listened to lots of music. That's an insane question. Well, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Was there an album growing up that was like, oh, this reminds me of being at home? Bruce Springsteen. Great. I can't tell you what album. I guess Born in the USA. That was the name of the album, that was, right? Yeah, that was a big album. It was Jeans. Yeah, the Jeans the on the back, yeah. Jeans. <laughs> His blue jeans. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Gold 104. That's the that's the oldies. It is. It's 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 not too bad a radio station. It's, yeah. When you've got kids, because you know they're not going to swear or talk about sex. That's why I listen to it. So I, I don't to, want any of that stuff. <laughs> I used to listen to Triple R and then when my kids got old enough, I was like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. I've got to turn it over to Triple uh, to Gold because I don't want to listen to ABC. I don't want talking. I feel like they still do rude stuff. That you just don't. You're not paying attention. No, they don't do. They don't do the rude stuff like the Triple R rude stuff. What about Lou Reed? L- Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah, that's all right. But she never lost her head, even while she was giving head. <laughs> they don't understand. That's that. how I was like, "What's giving head, <laughs> Mom?" <laughs> Perfect day is all about heroin. They don't know about it yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll ask a different question. So, what was the first album that you remember absolutely loving? It was. Um, Okay, wait. The first CD I bought yep. was a single and it was Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Great. But the first album I remember loving, I can't tell you which one, but it was a So Fresh CD. Oh, great. I don't really know this 100% hits thing, if that's I'm honest. I'm, that's what I'm finding with the younger generation. Oh, really? Are so, they, so, they so fresh? They're all so fresh. Well, yeah. they, they say they're so fresh because they want to be <laughs> cool. Uh, but that's the Patreon episodes and we do Patreon with uh, right. Hit Machine, which turned into So Fresh. It turned into So Fresh. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is all making sense. And 100% hits turned into now. That's what I call music. Yeah. 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 Wow. I just i I think it's I think it's tied to trauma though because I think uh, there was there a winter so fresh. I want to say 2003, 
and then it had Delta Goodrum on it. Yep. And one of my sisters loved Delta Goodrum and another one of my sisters hated Delta Goodrum. And so my sister was playing it and my other sister was like, if you play that one more time, I'm going to snap it in half. And then she was playing it and then my other sister snapped it and it was my CD. <laughs> so she took the disc out and snapped it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you're the oldest, aren't you? No, I'm the youngest. Oh, you're the youngest. I was the victim in all of this. So were your sisters influence your music taste? Um, a little bit, but we're actually quite different. I would yeah. say I am what do I listen to? <laughs> <laughs> they would they would call me the hipster of the family. I yeah. don't I mean, I don't use the word hipster. I don't think anyone does anymore. But yeah. um my oldest sister is like goth punk type stuff. Yeah. And then my middle sister is very much like pop. Like whatever is yeah. playing on the radio. Like she probably listens. She probably enjoys Twenty One Pilots. Okay. I haven't checked with her, but I would assume. <laughs> I'll get her on next week. I'll see. <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick off. So side A. I like R and B. R and B. Okay. We've got some of that coming up. There's a little bit in there. A little bit. Not not too much. Not Normally, a lot. We've had we've had a lot more in the past. <laughs> this is real manufactured pop. <laughs> it really is. We're going to kick off. They're a boy band, but they're they're kind of growing up a bit right in front of our faces. This is the follow-up album to Middle of Nowhere. It was called This Time Around, and this was the uh, debut single from it in Australia. It's Hanson and their song, If Only. <laughs> Turn on a bit. Had you heard this song before? Never in my life. I listened to it today because you sent me the track list. Yeah. Never heard this in my life, which leads me to believe I've never, I've only ever heard one Hanson song. Mbop. Mbop. Yeah. Which actually reminds me, I watched my sister give birth last year and she wanted like 90s love songs. And then I realised just as the baby came out that Mbop was playing. That's and I went, shit, and then I turned around and changed it. So the baby's first song it heard was umbop and the first word was shit. That's yeah. great. So I saw a baby get born to umbop. Do you reckon you're the only person in the world who can say that and and be honest? Apart from the midwives? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no way. Because <laughs> it, it takes a long time. You never, you've got to have a playlist going. You do. Yeah, all right. Thanks, thanks what boys. Does, what's the record scratch? Is really something. It reminds, yeah. it reminds me of another song. I can't think of what it is. Well, I think it's a throwback from Mbop and all that kind of stuff. They had a few of those right. sounds coming in and it's just to feel the sound. I don't think if they played it now, I don't think they'd have the record scratch live. Really? Why not? I, th- I think they've replaced that. <laughs> it was a, There was a time. Wait, do they play live? Yeah, they're still going. Oh. They're still, they're still brothers. They don't break up. They're still brothers? They're still brothers. They're still oh bad. Oh, my God. How do they do it? <laughs> but the thing was, so... In like 2001, 2002. I heard about 2001, but yeah, go on. There was a lot of new metal bands mm. that had DJs. And then that style of music went out of fashion. And like all, who? Linkin Park oh. had people scratching. <laughs> I think. Did they? Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And then that style of music was not cool. And so all those DJs. Because of new metal. Yeah, but then they were still a band. So they all started playing keyboards. 
They just got rid of the keyboard or the DJ and said, I'll either play keyboards or you're out. We'll replace you with another nerd. Yeah. (laughs) Someone who, like, has parents who are like, no, you have to practice your scales every single night. (laughs) I said, this song, this song got to number nine in Australia. Wow. In the States, not even released as a single. So, that makes sense. Well, Middle of Nowhere was, was huge. And this was only three this years song? later. No, no, the album, oh, Middle okay. of Nowhere, huge. Mbop, huge. Number one in America, huge. Yeah. This song was only three years later than that album and the record label go, oh, we're not even going to put out that first single that you want. That's how far they'd fallen. Wow. And so they is, didn't even get a single release. Well, they, they did but not this one and it was oh. the, the label deciding what they wanted. So, Well, I think they made a good call. The band were growing up. <laughs> And the band wanted to a sound that represented that they were growing up. <laughs> they were playing larger venues. And they thought harmonica. <laughs> yes. Well, the harmonica player is a guy uh, called John Popper. He's in a band called Blues Traveller. He's a, a well-established, like, harmonica player. John Popper. John Popper. <laughs> and he, and is that his, is that, his, is that the name he was born with? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from a Popper family. Papa Popper, Mama Popper. Um <laughs> But they wanted a mature sound. They wanted they were playing bigger venues, so they wanted to feel the sound, feel the feel the room. I mean, right. Hence the wall of sound. Pe- people didn't like it. NME reviewed it as it sounds like their balls have mm, dropped. Oh. Get it? Oh M-bop. yuck! Yeah. Ew. Talking about some teenagers. Couldn't get away with that these days. No. Because <laughs> it's disgusting. These cr- critics. That's the, fucking disgusting. It is bad, isn't it? There's a lot of bad stuff that enemy wrote. Are they going to do one of those one of those retroactive like we were wrong? I I reckon they would have. I reckon they would because I know that I think I've said this on the podcast before. Dylan Lewis from Recovery, um, you wouldn't even know that, but he he he, he won. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. One year. Congratulations to him. He used to host a show called Recovery, which was a music show. Get bands on in Australia. In Australia, okay. In 1997, when these guys were like. 13, 14 and 16, Ugh. he interviewed them in a pool in their hotel room Ugh. and he said he did that so he could piss on the band Hanson. Ew. Yeah. They're children. That's so mean. It's really mean. Did you see Ron Perlman said that? What did Ron Perlman say? Well, I don't know if you saw the video of him like threatening billionaires yeah. the other day. Yes. About the strike. Yep. And then people were like celebrating him and then, they, and then this story resurfaced of him like he was at some charity function and they said he had to shake Harvey Weinstein's hand so he went and pissed on his hand <laughs> so, before he shook his Well, that's hand. all right. And that's a good yeah. use of piss as praxis. <laughs> I would say pissing on children on purpose is not. Okay, so th- they're three brothers. I'm very brave. They're, three, they're Isaac, Taylor and Zach, okay? Okay. The song is sung by Taylor. Taylor was everyone's favourite, okay? He was he was the looker in the band. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have this new bit and I realise now this is the first time I've like Say ooh? No, no, just like being recorded as I as I go as I my instinct is to do it, which is just to point at someone and just start saying pedophile, 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 pedophile. <laughs> no, like teenagers like But it. I'm not gonna do like that. Like teen heartthrob. Other teens liked Taylor. Yeah, okay. Not adults. Or maybe there w- would have been some, but not Was he not the everyone. middle one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh so just right. <laughs> I said this was the follow-up. Not too young, not legal. It was their follow-up studio album mm. because they released a Christmas album called Snowed In, an album of demos called Three Car Garage, and then a live album. And I think it was it was too much. I think the record label went, let's just make Hey While the Sun Shines and try and get as much out of these kids before their voice breaks and they start getting pimples. Yeah. For a second I thought you were like, Hey While the Sun Shines. 
was another single. Stop, I was like, I've heard that no. one. <laughs> but then I was like, no, that's not. Is there another song from them that I should know? Uh, that I might there's, know? There's, there's been a few. I feel like, like maybe there's like one other song that I would recognize. Bop is the big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one to know. I did not like this song. Okay. I feel like something's missing. I don't know if it's that there's like it's like a lot of treble and then there's there's bass and there's something in it. It feels very hollow to me. Or maybe it's just that it's artless. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the early 2000s, so maybe that's what it is. No, because there's some amazing songs from the early 2000s. Yeah, but also... This is bad. Production values were, were not as good as what we're used to. Right. And now we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> now, we've, we've, we've talked about them in the past with their song Blue. Now they're offering up this. This is the Italian Europop group. Eiffel 65 mm. and their song, Move Your Body. Now, at six, you would have remembered Blue, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, one of my earliest memories maybe is being at someone's engagement party and I was singing the lyrics to Blue yep. and I must have been young enough that some adult was like, oh, my God, that's amazing that you know the lyrics. And I was like, that's kind of condescending. <laughs> they're, they're not that hard. <laughs> I have no memory of this either. Me either. You don't remember this? No, I don't remember this one. I mean, I was 18. You were 18? 19 when this came out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I know, I look, I look so young. You do. Thank you. All this right. is bad. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Okay, so. There's so many, on this list is so many songs by bands that I know of and that there's songs that I like or a song that I like. Of the band. I never heard. But these aren't it. These songs. Never no. heard them in my no. life. So this time, so this is almost like a follow-up to Blue. Yeah. Uh, but this time, the ego of the band members got in the way because they're in the film clip. First one, Blue, it's just the little blue man. It's the blue guy. This one, the blue guy's there, but these guys oh are God. in there, and these guys are the blue man's friends. And there's some robots or aliens in the film clip. They're okay. trying to attack the blue man, and so oh the no. members of Eiffel 65 <laughs> they come out and they do some of. The least enthusiastic high kicks karate chops I've ever seen, <laughs> and obviously just in front of a green screen, going, "All right, just jump and kick and stuff like that, and we'll put it all in post." It's great. All right, this this got to number one in four countries: mm-hmm. France, Italy, Denmark, Austria. Here in Australia, it got to number four. In the countries it got to number one, it kicked off Lou Bega's Mumbo Number no. Five as the top song. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, well, th- th- these those countries think this song's better. Kicked it off. What? Yeah. That is insane. What's even crazier? This album's called Europop. I mean, how long had it been number one, though? Because that song, if you listen to it for too long, it's like torture. Okay. Well, this album, (laughs) it's called Europop, and it was awarded by English TV station Channel 4, the greatest album of the 90s in the year 2000. Of all the albums in the 90s. What? By who? By Channel 4. Are they racist? (laughs) But, like, you've got... (laughs) Never mind by Nirvana, Bjork Post, OK Computer, Radiohead, Jagged Little Pill and Lannis Morissette, and they've gone with... Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, yep. Uh, Miss Education. Know. Yes, that's yes. what it's called. I was thinking of the Fuji's one. So she came no. on in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and but I was they've like, gone she's with, really good. They've gone with this. Over 
No. Every other no, every other song, thing, even as, album in even the 90s. Even if they were just white men, they would go for OK Computer. I've met a yeah. lot of white men in my time and I know they like that. They love that. They love that. It, that was a really great. There's a song from OK Computer that's in um, New Moon, Twilight Saga, and what, it's really good. What song Can't is tell it? you which one, but it's from my favourite scene. Exit music for a film, I'm going to say. Is it, is it a slow or is it Paranoid Android? Is it, is it a ballad or is it Rocky? I've gotten confused. I've gotten confused. Listeners will let me know. The Gompies I think there. I'm thinking of I've gotten it confused, but there is a Radiohead song in the credits of the first one. Okay. Now. The group, Eiffel 65, <laughs> believe their songs have deeper meanings than just dance numbers that just get stuck in your head. And this is what lead singer Jeffrey J said about the album. So he said this. He said, we like to speak of how things affect human beings without saying this is bad or we want to drown everyone who does this. <laughs> Living in a bubble, that's Cowards. one of their songs, is message about making sure what's real in a place of lies and hype. That's Wait, kind of, say it can use one. They have one a time. song called Living in a Bubble and he said the message, making sure... What's real in a place of lies and hype, so you know that's pretty like lies we, and hype. Yeah, we live in a Instagram world where everyone thinks that everyone's doing great, and then in reality, is it's not that great. They're, yeah, they're good. I mean, this is in the two, year two thousand, no. Okay, specifically, he said it's about how celebrities <laughs> have people they encounter be unusually friendly and open-hearted right away when they're popular, only for that to change when they their fame decreases. That's wow. what that's what that's what. So the subject of Silicon World dreams of. A silicon girl with silicon lips and silicon hair you'll never meet. Well, that's just regurgitator. Yeah, it is. A polyester girl. Too much heaven, too much of heaven critiques society's fixation on wealth and its effects on morality. And I'm quoting here, while blue is about someone where everything's blue for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do better in the literal space. Yeah. Than yeah. trying to like do like metaphor. I think the metaphors are clear. Yeah, move your body. That's a dance act. That's what you need to tell people. Move your body. That's all you need. No, all right. It's about it's about at atomic. Okay. Cells. All right. I, I I stopped doing biology. Yeah, you're you're a scientist, aren't you? Yeah, but not that kind. Okay. Like the the real stuff, the math stuff. All right, we're gonna move on to a, a massive song, and I'm very glad it's on here. This is the band Bardo. And this is their song, Poison. Record scratch. <laughs> a well-placed one. A good a tasteful one. tasteful one. Okay. So did, did you, you were too young for pop stars, I'm guessing. 
Uh, no, I know this song. Yeah, I loved this song. I don't. I don't really remember watching Pop Stars. I like know of it. I probably was like my sisters were probably watching yep. it. You know what I mean? Well, let me fill you in. It was fantastic TV. Yeah, I remember watching. I watched every single episode of the first series. So what it was, it was uh, when you were an adult. When I was eighteen, nineteen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was Sorry. at uni. It was the thing to watch at uni. Um, so really? The, people were watching it at uni? Yeah, it was big. The original uh, series was made in New Zealand, okay? They, uh, they created the concept of holding auditions openly and just following this band from when Even they, before like American Idol? Yeah. Yeah, this was before that. Wow. Yep. Uh, the band that came out of that was called True Bliss, which is such a New Zealand sounding name. Did they name. have a song? They had a few songs. Nothing that did well in this country. Oh. But 37 other countries... Uh, followed suit. They bought the concept of pop stars and like so, some of these countries are still going with it. Uh, so ads were placed, audition, two and a half thousand people auditioned, women auditioned. They weren't looking for men, just women. And the judges on the show right. were Jackie O from the Kyle and Jackie O show. She was a judge? She was one of the judges, yeah. How old is she? She's old. <laughs> Chris Moss. What's going on? Chris Moss from Warner Music. And Michael Naphtali, who was a talent agent and who would go on to manage the band. Mm. Okay. So the five the that Simon which, Cowell. Of, he was the Simon Cowell, yes. Yeah. Well, so the Simon Cowell was the or Simon Mr. Naphtali, whose name, first yes. name I already forgot. <laughs> uh, he was Michael. Yes. So the five that were chosen were Belinda Chapel, who was at one time a member of a band called Girlfriend, or as they were known then, G4, but they never, she never got to record with them. They broke up. Yeah. She, she replaced a member. They broke up right. not long ago. Sophie Monk. Mm-hmm. She was the standout. I've heard of her. Even back then, like even through the auditions. Was she the singing standout? No. Yeah. She was just the personality that everyone was like, she is so funny. And She was funny? I mean, I know she's funny, but that's the thing I don't remember the show. She was funny and she was herself and it was like. Also, she she looked like that. Well, she didn't look like she does now. I mean, she looks. She she still looked good, but she was like, this is before she had any work done and stuff like that. Right. Well, I think she still looked pretty. Yeah, I'm not saying I said she still looks good. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. saying she still looked like a like a blonde, uh, like Marilyn Monroe esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, there was Sally Polyron. I can't even say P O L I H R O N A S Polyronas. I'll say that Sally. Okay. <laughs> Katie, I don't know what is that Gaelic? Katie Underwood. Uh, and Shan- wait, Katie Underwood. Katie Underwood. Sorry, I I was like, <laughs> not from. Do you mean the? <laughs> I was thinking of Carrie Underwood. Yeah, Scandal is that her show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and Chantel Barry. Now, Chantel, very controversial because she was kicked out of the band oh. be- before because, according to rumour, she stole money from the other band members. <gasps> so they were given $100 a week. This was what that, This is all they were given, $100 a week. They were on the most popular show in Australia. They were all household names. They were still getting $100 a week. Like after the show? No, this was as the show. They were recording as they were airing it as well. So they were, <laughs> hang on, what, did Pop Stars, it just was one band that they looked for and did? Yeah. And then the show keeps going as their band so and they're recording and they releasing. They choose them and, and then they're doing in-store appearances, just signing stuff. Oh, and we And we're right. seeing so week to like week. they were like touring. But they have no music yet. This is before they've got the music. They're going into the studio this to record like stuff. This is like in a movie where it's like your band formed yesterday and now you're playing Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And so they were only given $100 a week to live off. Uh, Chantel saw $100 in, this has all come out since, Sophie Monk left $100, left her per diems in Chantel's room. Chantel pocketed it. She oh said she was going to pay it back eventually, but she just like, yeah, 
was young and naive. What if she didn't have any money? They didn't. They only had, they weren't, they had to oh, quit their jobs. Either, I guess. Yeah, no one had money <laughs> unless they could call up their parents and say, can you give us some money? But, yeah, they were only getting paid 100 bucks. That's uh, so sad. Each. Well, of course crime was going to happen in this so, low socioeconomic area of the house that they put yes. Bardot in. <laughs> so Bardot, uh, or not Bardot, but they kicked her out, Chantel Barry, and she signed a, like a deal for $1,000 and offered a solo record. That was her deal if she'd left without saying anything. Oh, but that being offered a solo record doesn't mean that you're going to gonna really make it. get, yeah. No, and only $1,000. Okay. And then she I was mean, replaced. That's a lot compared to what they were getting. She was replaced by Tiffany Wood, who, as I was watching the show, she was my favorite of the singers on there. Really? Yeah. Like her vocal talent. Her vocal. I thought she was good, but she, she didn't make it. She was from Newcastle. Okay. So they. Record this album. It goes number one on the ARIA charts. It sold over 60,000 copies in its first week. It went double platinum. Well deserved. Yeah. And it was there for two weeks. Was it just Australia? Just Australia. New Zealand also liked it. And surprisingly, Singapore. And I think Singapore Mm. uh, had the TV show there. Right. So that's why. Okay. In uh, the UK, it got to 47 or 45 when it was released in the UK. Uh, And it was the 20th highest selling album in Australia for 2000. And we're going to talk about Bardo more on the show in a later <laughs> episodes. So I won't spill everything yet. But do you like that song? I love that song. Okay, that cool. is a very, very good song. All right. I'm, I'll happily listen to that song. Wait, it makes me think of, I swear, what, Popstars season two. Scandalous. So, yep. so, so scandalous. I was doing this. I was I was looking at um the, the like, songs from these TV shows, like, a yep. few months ago. Because there was also big... Big Brothers, but I think that was a UK one. Do you okay, know what I'm yeah, about? yeah. This is Big Bro, Bro taking over the show, show, and they were not usually good. Okay, well, we had so Scandalous was the next one, and that was open to everyone. And there was a guy. I think the guy was from Tassie, so it was big news. Okay, I was living in Tassie. He was from Tassie. Oh, congratulations! Like, yeah, thank you. Thank. We took it personally. Like, <laughs> yeah. Him and Reggie from Big Brother were like, right. He was wow. And then, then the next year, looking for a solo artist. They obviously realised we can't pay this many people. $100 a week adds up. So it was Scott Kane. Scott Kane and his uh, hit song was Wasabi. Wait. No, that's Lee someone. That's Lee Harding. Lee Harding, no. You liar. Scott Kane. Scott Kane was the (laughs) winner though. Scott Kane? What did he do? He won Popstar Season 3. Yeah, but what? What who, was the song? I don't know. I can't remember. I thought it was Wasabi. I'm Sad really, that's off the top of my when head. you say who won Popstars, what was the song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just the one got. song. All right. Let's move on. Wait, was Jade McRae in Scandalous? Maybe. Sounds familiar. I feel like she was in one of those bands. Yeah. All right. Is she free from Kyle Sanderland yet? She was in Scandalous. Yes, she was. She absolutely was. Yep. Yeah, she is free from Carl Sandlands. Well, good on her. <laughs> All right. This is the first single from the third album of the Venga Boys. <sighs> this is Kiss Brackets When the Sun Don't Shine. Do you know 
this song's about workers' rights. Right? We like to party. Do you know we like to party? I know, I know we like to party. Do you know boom, boom, boom? Yeah, I do. And I know the Venga bus. The Venga bus. Yeah, great. This is not any of those songs. This is not any of those songs. <laughs> no. My friend told me she saw them recently. Oh, yeah, they're still touring. And they played Venga bus and boom, boom just repeatedly. I guess to avoid playing this. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Venga boys. Okay, so, you know, they've, they, they've told us they like the party. They, they ride the Venga bus. They said boom, boom, boom. And now they're telling us they don't like smooches in the daytime. Is that what that is about? Yeah, it's, I'll kiss you when the sun don't shine. So at night we'll kiss. Oh, not in the ass. No, no it's not where the sun don't shine. It's when the, <laughs> although I'm sure now if they change it to where the sun don't shine, it'll get more more traction. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from their Just album. Just like Troy Sivan. Is he singing about arse eating now? Um, I know his song Blossom is about anal, I think. Oh, okay. I know, I think. She says as she touches I'm the I'm pretty sure he's yes. gay. <laughs> uh, this album was called The Platinum Album, which is very confident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to sell a lot of things. It did go and, platinum. It oh. did. Five times in India, five (laughs) times platinum. They're huge in India. We talked about with Dilruk on the show the other day uh, because I know he's Sri Lankan, but I was like, were they big in Sri Lanka as well? Yeah, I was like, it's weird that you would bring him up in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we talked about it with that. And he he said, yeah, they were big in Sri Lanka as well. Wow. Uh, It went to number one in New Zealand, this song, and in Scotland. It got to 17 here. Um, That makes sense. (laughs) The album went platinum in Switzerland, Denmark, and five times platinum in New Zealand. New Zealand loved the Venga Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like a good Venga Boys song has a really good hook. They're fun. This does not have a good hook. No. And I like electronic music, and I like bad electronic music. Like, I probably listen to the song, the Crazy Frog song <laughs> a lot more than the average person. <laughs> Axel F. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming up later in uh, the second half of jealous. this, I think. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Hey, things went rosy on the Venga bus at this time for the band. No? They were not good. What? Robin Paws, the male vocalist, he'd left. He'd left the group by this and he was replaced by a man called Yorick Baker. Don't like the sound of him. Yorick eventually left the group in 2009 to be replaced by Robin Paws again. They did all switcheroo. Yeah, it was almost like he He went on long service. Yeah. Long service of nine years and then came back. (laughs) And now he's still in the band. Wow. Still in the band, yep. That's nice. He's nice. I feel like they'd make enough money to get by. I think that they t- do all right touring. Touring's like the only way that people make money anymore anyway, yeah. isn't it? And the nostalgia, nostalgia tours are very big. Mm. All right. I mean, I wouldn't go. I haven't been. I'd probably go to like a Vanilla Ice show. Would you? I mean, I I think he plays that one song a lot. Ice Ice Baby? I or, think, yeah. Or T-U-R-T-L-E Power? I don't know. Is that real? Turtle Power. That's a real song? From the second Ninja Turtles movie. He did. He was in it. He was in the movie. Yeah, there was should. a second movie. It's a great scene. There's, there's been heaps of movies. There's, I grew up in a house full of girls. There's a great scene. Can I say the scene? So the total thing is none of my business. The Ninja <laughs> Turtles. They're in New York City, in, and they're trying with to, that rat. Trying to run away from Shredder and his uh, cronies. Is that the rat? That's no. Shredder is the oh. Iron Masked Man. The no. rat Splinter. Okay. And so they run through a club which Vanilla Ice is playing at. And they're all the turtles just whoa. in their everyday turtle get up, <gasps> not costumed. And he goes, whoa, and everyone stops. And then he improvises a song called T-U-R-T-L-E Power. Wow. And the band knows exactly when to come in. And oh, then they just yeah. perform this song and they dance in the club. And that is Did it one well? of great 
great uh, moments of cinema. Yeah. Did it do? Did it, did they release it as a single? Yeah, yeah. It didn't do great. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of already oh. on the way out from the time that came in. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Oh, why? We're going to move on from the Venga Boys and we're going to a little band called S Club 7 and their debut single. This was their debut single? This was the first time the world ever heard of them. This is Bring It All Back by S Club 7, now known as just S Club. Pop music has changed from the 90s to the oh, 2000s. Yeah, She's speaking truth. We don't normally get to two choruses in a song, but we have this one. Have we already? Yeah. started with one. They knew what they were doing, man. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, so that is the debut uh, single from the band S Club 7. Yep. So this group was put together by Simon Fuller, the man behind the Spice Girls. But the Spice Girls sacked him because they wanted more control over what they were doing. And so he decided after, yes, exactly, Girl Power. He'd been burnt by girl power, so he wanted to put together a band and his, of the blandest, most malleable characters, nice kids who wouldn't answer back. Whoa. <laughs> a real a real bardo to scandalous. Yeah. So 10,000 people auditioned to be in S Club 7. Wait, was it a TV show? It was. No, it was a oh, ad went you in. You can have auditions just ad, without the show. Yeah, ad went in a newspaper <laughs> called The Stage, a magazine, and they'd have auditions and it's like, this is what it is. I, I put the Spice Girls together. I'm looking for a new band. So 10,000 people auditioned. And don't bring any of that spunk. <laughs> yeah. They picked the seven. So rumour is the S of S Club 7 stands for Simon. Oh, what a loser. And then other people say, no, it's like uh, – S, uh, his company is called 19th Entertainment and S is the 19th letter. So it's S Entertainment. So this is S Club oh, 7. Oh, yeah. But definitely S stands that's for Simon kind of stuff, for that. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff white supremacists do. <laughs> uh, other people thought it stood Whistle for blowing sh- for your own Sugar name. Club, Sugar Club 7, but it's not. Okay, so they rose to fame in the children's TV show, the uh, CBBC show Miami 7. Wait, that was the TV show? Yeah, Miami 7. It was starring them, right? They came on it, yeah. See, I wait, wait, what do you mean they came on oh, it? Oh, I think they were on it. That, that was it their was, show. It was like a sitcom. Yes. Like yeah, a I kid watched sitcom. that. Yeah. I like wrote a letter in asking for their autographs. That's how much I liked that show. Did you And get I one? never heard back. Well, because I wrote to like Sydney somewhere and yeah. it was like a British show. I don't Gross know why nice. my mum didn't tell me that they'd obviously just like bought the show from another country. I never heard anything back. <laughs> uh, I think here it was called S Club 7 because in America yeah. it was called S Club 7 as well, but in um, in England it was called Miami 7. Because it came out before the show, the band? No, I don't know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't But, yeah, I used to watch it. that show. They all lived in a big house. Yeah. And they had like a, a, a pole. A fireman's pole? Yeah. So it's a bit like Banana Splits then, the TV show. It was a bit okay. like the, the Monkeys. The Banana Splits was a TV show. Sure. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like the band that Marge likes in The Simpsons when she's a kid. 
No. The monkeys. The monkeys, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. When yep. she's a kid. When yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was too I was too young for the monkeys. <laughs> okay, so um this got to number three here. We'll talk about more about the group really? in the coming episodes. Yeah, because they're they're gonna be on there. But I will say the key change is great. I'm gonna play the key change. Mm. Comes in at two minutes twenty-five. I will also say this to me, this kind of music sounds like high five. Like the kids' band High Five. Well, you were a lot older when it came out. I was out. a lot older. Was it, it irritating to you when? This kind of stuff, yeah, I, like I, I never listened to it. So you weren't engaging with this at all? I was not. No, not at all. I was going to ask you who your favourite was. I wouldn't even tell you the names of them. I know H is in steps. Here's the key change coming up in a minute. Oops. Not, yeah, not there. <laughs> There we go. Oh, Wait, let me see if I can. Joe, Rachel, Tina, Monica, Hannah, Chandler, Phoebe, Paul, Matt. You could, I, I don't know. You, you're saying names. I don't remember the men's names. Maybe Nick. I'm just guessing. But um, Tina was my favorite because she was the most like nothing girl, and I was like, okay. she's so me. <laughs> So you love this song? That's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, this is not um, in, the stuff, in terms of the stuff that I listen to for nostalgia and I'm like, fuck, this was good. Yeah. I don't get a lot of re-listens out of S Club 7. It's a skip for me. I would say if you put this on, if you're in a club and this comes on, I would say people from ages of 22 to 32 are probably going to go, oh, fuck, S Club 7 and get up and, and make some moment of either not dancing but singing along to it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm drunk, sure. Yeah. But it wouldn't be my choice. There's other, like, songs from the early 2000s that I'm like, fuck. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Moving on. So Simon Fuller created the Spice Girls. This is a Spice Girl. It's Mel C. Oh, yeah. It's the best voice of all the Spice Girls. She's teamed up with Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC. Oh, there's so much to say about S Club 7. Oh, what? Well, say more. Did you did you see Joe on Big Brother Celebrity? No. UK? No. She was, like, really racist. Oh, no. Well, you didn't see about – she was, like – there was, like, I want to say an Indian girl on it. And she was just, like, so mean to her that it, like, fully, like, ruined her career for a while and she had to come out and, like, apologise. Because like she's, like, being filmed, doesn't realise that people are like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Because, you know, you're on the show. You yeah. Don't, you don't get feedback. Yeah. And she's just being such a bitch and she's being so racist. you got to look it up on YouTube. It's crazy. All right. So, Joe, she she's in S Club she, 7. She's the main singer. She's the one hitting that high note. She's the one doing most of the, vo- the female vocals. She was, like, okay. the main vocalist and racist. All right. Okay. This is Mel C, Lisa Lefty Lopez, and their song, Never Be the Same Again. (laughs) 
I will say we won't get to the Lisa left eye part. Like <laughs> it's like two minutes into it. Um, has a similar vibe to the Dido song that Eminem used for Stan. Oh yeah. It's not the same, but it's a similar vibe. Yeah, yeah. Bopping your head to this, you know, like Oh, yeah. Big time. Good one. This is a song. This is a song that I would go back and listen to. Like, this is an early 2000s one. Mal C had really good songs. She did have good songs. This was the highest selling solo uh, Spice Girl song that's, that's ever really? been. Really? Yeah. Not surprised. It sold uh, 140,000 copies in its first week, and it was the eighth highest selling single in the UK in the year 2000. It's her third solo single, but the first time she got to number one. She deserves it. She does. I have no memory of Lisa Left Eye Lopez being on this song. Yeah. Well, I coming, didn't remember the rap verse up, at yeah. all. So this was written by Mel C and Rhett Lawrence, who we've spoken about before on the show. He co-wrote Kelly Clarkson's Miss Independent, the first single that she wrote, she won you know what? That's, Pop Star with. I don't really like well, Kelly Clarkson much, but I do like Miss Independent. Well, There's something about this red. That red, and he also wrote "Request Line" by the Black Eyed Peas that has Macy Gray on it as well, which is, I don't like the Black Eyed Peas, but that is a good song. I like the Black Eyed Peas. You like the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. Let's get started. Okay, uh, so the the film clip. No, say the original. I'm going to get cancelled. Uh, the film clip to this one is Mel and Lisa in a futuristic house. I remember doing like Tai Chi. I don't remember the Tai Chi. Well, this was Mel's. It was like a decision. little glass. Yeah. Futuristic glass. Yeah. Uh, there's like, uh, I think it's a, a CD player comes on and it says good morning in either Finnish or Icelandic or something like that. Cool. And it was like, that's what she was going for. And she chose, she wanted to do Tai Chi because she wanted to say the world is fast paced and you need to take time for yourself to slow down. She's so right. She is. She's, and I believe her more than Eiffel 64. Is that <laughs> what they're called? Move your body. Yeah. Yep. 60. That's so uh, good. Yep. So this album, Northern Star. Was the biggest selling solo album from any Spice Girl. Sold over two and a half million copies worldwide. Ugh. Yep. Now, the Spice Girls at this stage were still the Spice Girls. They weren't broken up. Oh, really? They were just a four-piece. Jerry had left. But uh, Victoria... Yeah, that's going viral at the moment. People are talking about it. That's all over TikTok at the moment. Jerry Jerry back, and Mel B. Having sex. Being gay together. Which Jerry denies. Yeah, but Mel B already said that it happened. Yeah. but So why would <laughs> why would we believe... One person saying it happened and one person denying it. There's no reason for her to say that it happened. I, I believe all women, so I, I believe both. <laughs> oh, my God. That must be so hard for you. I'm a true ally. <laughs> <laughs> Mel B and Victoria Beckham were pregnant. You just believe that they just perceived it differently because women are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, Mel C seized on this opportunity and planned to record with Rick Rubin. Because Mel B was pregnant. Mel B was pregnant right. and, and Victoria Beckham were pregnant, so they, she knew there's not going to be any touring. Yeah. They're going to take the time off. I'll do a solo album. Great. And so she had plans to record with Rick Rubin because uh, she'd met him because uh, they were meant to record a song. The Spice Girls were meant to record a song for the South Park album okay. with Rick Rubin. and Who's Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin. <laughs> uh, okay, Rick Rubin. Uh, was producer for the Beastie Boys, kind of okay. kind of member for the Beastie Boys. He also produced in the past uh, bands like Slayer, uh, all of um, Johnny Cash's kind of American volumes. You know when he sang Hurt and got yeah. Tom Cool again, he did all those. Wow. He also has produced uh, 
stuff, lots of stuff with red hot chili peppers, which I'm not a fan of, but he does that. I don't mind some of their stuff. He, he's and he also does. Uh, he does a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell, and he's he's a very spiritual man, and he does. Uh, he's worked with a lot of hip hop artists as well. Okay, cool. She met him because Mel C at the time was dating Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <gasps> that's the that's the lead singer, main guy. Yeah, the Bing Bang Bong guy. Yeah. Anyway, so. She worked with him. He did work on this uh, album but not on this song. Mm. Uh, she wanted to make a rock album. She was a fan of indie uh, Britpop bands like Suede and Blur and the Cardigans. But she also in 99 fell in love with Madonna's album Ray of Light. I was like, I want to work like this. And so William Orbit, who produced that, also worked on some of her songs as oh, well. cool. Yeah. Uh, the British public did not like uh, her trying to switch from pure pop into this kind of indie scene. And once again, enemy, oh. brutal about it, almost doing that whole stay in your own lane kind of thing. But it was at V Festival. She performed solo. V Festival, one of their big music festivals, summer music festival. In her solo performance, uh, the crowd peddled her with apples, <gasps> bags of urine and wheat bricks. Yeah. Why did you say why did you say bags of urine second? Why think- did you say that before wheat bix? <laughs> I don't know. Just what is? <laughs> we got to examine the pathways in your brain. Alphabetical apples, <laughs> urine, wheat bix. That's alphabetical. <laughs> yeah, um, that's horrible. Horrible. But she said it was a baptism of fire. She goes, "If I can survive that, I can survive anything." Yeah, I don't know how I would have survived that. Wow, people really have been not liking women for some time. They really, and not that. <laughs> also, not like Christ. trying to change themselves. Either. No, you're not allowed to. Not allowed Maybe if to. She, but she was still doing sport in she the was, film clip. Yeah, Tai Chi. Know. She was still sporty. But the Spice Girls were still there. They didn't like that. I like. Um, I I I basically have just there's like certain songs that I say consider like like a perfect song. Yep. Um, and one of them is um when you're gone, Brian Adams and Mel C. You yes. know that one? That was a few years earlier before this. Yep. So good. Yeah. Amazing song. They 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 met backstage at a, at a gig, and he really liked her, and so invited her to come, and and that's how it happened, just backstage. It's amazing. Yeah, great song, and also led me to to um, find out that I was like, you know what, Shannon Noll actually does have one good song. Come to find out, written by Brian Adams. Which song's that one? Drive. Drive. Yeah. His only good song. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mel C. Thanks, Lisa. Left Thank Eye you, Lopez. Mel C. I had an Emma Bunton CD. That was the only one I had of their solo stuff. I'm not sure if she had more than one solo album. I think she'll be coming I up later. I did have it. <laughs> you had it. All right. Now, this is some more kid pop. <laughs> this is from Norway. And we, we started the album with some kid pop. Mm-hmm. There's a connection between these two bands. This is M2M mm. and their song Mirror Mirror. Thank you. 
Okay, so they were teenagers when they wrote this song. <laughs> oh, they wrote it themselves. They wrote, they wrote it themselves and they played You're their own instruments. You're saying teenagers wrote this song. I yes. can't believe it. <laughs> so these two, so it's uh, Marant Larson and Marion Raven, okay? They're from Oslo. Uh, they were friends before they formed a band. They okay. were like the actual proper friends. They weren't just like two kids that were picked and put together. Uh, at age 11 and 12, they released their first album under the name of Marit and Marion. And people were very impressed because they wrote their own music and played their own instruments. Mm. They were like the Hansen of Norway, except they're not siblings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so but their names sound kind of similar. The, yeah. Their first album was a children's album. Their next album, what this is from, was a pop album. But they changed their name to M. Well, first they changed it to M&M, M and M. That's a bad idea. And they thought, oh, people are going to get us confused with the chocolate. Well, what about the guy? He wasn't out yet. Really? Well, he was, but not, they didn't know about him in Norway. Oh, right. Yeah, but it could have been a very <laughs> – but then they had a competition in Norway saying, what should we be called? And the winner said M2M instead of M and M. Yeah, that's not that – Yeah. that's fine. Anyway, Atlantic Records heard their demos and said, we're going to sign you to a worldwide deal, not just Norway, we want you everywhere. Wait, I'm sorry, is this like very reminiscent of the song Sister Sister by S2S? Maybe. <laughs> like that's the same, like Mirror Mirror by M2M. Like what's happening here? Which came first? I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. They don't want us to know. They don't want us to figure it out. Something's going on. Well, in the alphabet, M2M comes first, so they, they win. All right. They had Global Reach, though, uh, with their first song, not this song, but their first song was called Don't Say You Love Me, which was the closing credits to the, to the film Pokemon, the first <laughs> movie. Played. People liked that, right? Yep. That and was a popular movie. And this was the first single from the soundtrack to that movie. So it was out there. For children. For children, like yeah. Like you said. Yep. So this album called Shades of Purple, this was the second single, which they promoted in the States by playing at a concert at Disney World and the show air, that, that show aired on a TV show called All That and MTV saw it and went, these two are going to be stars. Mm. So they started playing on MTV as well. They toured with a little band called Hanson, the brothers <gasps> of Hanson. Stop it. But oh. here's what happened. Oh, no. Marion Raven started dating Zach Hanson. Oh, no. But as soon as the tour ended, she didn't hear from him again. <gasps> Fuck boy. She wrote a song about it called Everything and then she also wrote another song about it for another artist called Jack and his name was Zach Whoa. and it was all about Zach Hanson. And that did that did that break through or no? Okay, no. Uh, on the same tour, Ugh. Matt. So that was Marion dated Zach. Marit dated Isaac. Oh my god! And they dated for two years. Oh well, I guess that's how long was the tour? Not two years. Okay, well that's nice. <laughs> but you'd also think Marit that's brutal. Would, she'd be in the middle, going, "Oh, Marion wants to know why Zach's not returning her calls." Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway. And you can't be like, oh, he's busy because his brother yeah. works with him and he's on the phone right now. Yeah. He just doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. How old were they? All teenagers. Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Marit, <laughs> okay. Marit's had a successful career in Norway, a bunch of number one albums and singles. She has a great cover of Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark and Coldplay's Fix You. Cool. If you want to look at those up, they're both on YouTube. They're mm-hmm. very good. She's got a great voice. Does she do does she write her own music? She still? writes her own music, plays her own instruments, all doing that. And Marianne has also continued in the music industry. She was a judge on Norwegian Idol. 
And she also wrote the first single for Tamin Sursok. Remember Tamin Sursok from Neighbours? No. Wait. What was the song? I, I didn't. Uh, Tamin Sursok. I forget what it was called. Oh. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't have a written Big in front of me. But, yeah, Tamin Sursok. I just like saying Tamin Sursok. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mira Mira. Wait, what the f- wait, wait, Or M2M. When was... When was you look, I gotta look up sister, you sister, look up M2M. S2S. S2S. And I'll look up I what we're playing next. I swear that can't be that far apart. And this is... we Released 2000. Same same year. Oh, sorry. They were called Sister to Sister. My bad. Wait, Sister to Sister. And then the song was called Sister. Okay. But they're also called S2S. This was really confusing. <laughs> All right. While you get your head around that, let's and listen. And the S stands for Simon Fuller. <laughs> he put them together. No, they just like him. <laughs> this is Shaft and their song remix, Mumbo <laughs> Italiano. Here we go. Enjoy. being that repetitive. <laughs> well, we we talked about this song, oh, this band, a couple of episodes ago. What other song did they have? Sway, another mumbo kind of uh, song. Can you sing it to me? I can. Uh, do I have it right in front of me? It's mostly just like electronic sounds. I, want, I need you to sing it. <laughs> um, it was a few episodes ago. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I think that was the episode that you you sent me a list of songs being like, can you do this? And I couldn't do it. And it was a much better list of songs, I have to say. Well, don't don't give too one. much away. Like, we've got to get your score afterwards. Oh, but yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so this is uh, Rosemary Clooney uh, sung this song and it's her voice on here. It was covered by Dean Martin, uh, Bette Midler, Carla Bonnie, and this is the Shaft version. It peaked at number <laughs> 17 in Australia, 12 in the UK. All of this off the back of Lou Baker having a hit with Mumbo Number no. 5 and record labels going, quick, let's let's get on the front foot of this Mumbo revolution. It's Mumbo. Mumbo. That's what that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it sounds like something. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this song was written in 1954 when the first... Oh, they both have Mumbo in the title. Mumbo wave came in, yep. Uh, <laughs> and so, so stupid. <laughs> this is a parody of, like, a parody song of the Mumbo, all the other Mumbo songs. Right. Uh, so it was written by a guy called Bob Merrill who wrote other songs such as How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? He wrote that. He also wrote... So it's a par- the original is a parody. The original itself is a parody of that kind of style of music. Wow. Yeah, Mumbo Italiano. Like, because I'll, I'll get... He, he wrote... He also <laughs> wrote uh, the words and lyrics for the musical Carnival. Okay. And he also wrote the lyrics for the musical Funny Girl. 
Oh, yeah. I know that one from Glee. Yes. Barbara Streisand. At this stage. Yeah, I know he, Barbara Streisand from Glee. <laughs> at this stage he was working in a studio as a songwriter and he had a deadline for Rosemary Clooney. And legend has it he was in an Italian restaurant and they were playing mumbo music and so he just scribbled some nonsense lyrics on a napkin, used a payphone and read them over the line to the studio secretary and that's how the song was written. Just just for fun. Just he had a deadline. He was like, I've got to get a song in by five. Shit, what am I going to oh, do? Oh, wow. This will do. That's so brave. I could never do that. it got to be more like him. <laughs> uh, so they followed up this song. So that had sway. That was like that was a hit in this country. I this one, less so. i got to hear it. But then they followed it up with a song called What's Up? Oh, yeah. Which was from... The Budweiser commercials. So what they did, they got all the was ups from the Budweiser commercials, and put it over um, James Brown's Super Freak, which is the same song that MC Hammer used for "You Can't Touch This." Wait, what? Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> and that also got to twelve in this country, which is incredible because we didn't have those Budweiser ads. We so we don't know what the was up was from. We just liked it. What's up? Do 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 do. Do, do, do. What's up? Wasn't that from a movie? What's up? Wait, no, it came from, I'm like, it's from Scream. I'm thinking of scary movie. When it it they came, do, what's up? Yeah, but that came from the ad. So they're parodying the ad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's all linked back. Now, how come I looked up Sway to try and hear it? And you got Big Runga? Wait, sorry, what's that song? It's like, ba ba da is that, is that the same? No. That sounds. <laughs> different guy. Is that, is that related? Yeah, it's, that's, it's mumbo music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. First time on the podcast. We're going yeah. to Australia. We haven't had many Australian acts apart from Bardo on. Yeah. This is a group, a duo called Kalen, and this is their song, Rock Me All Night. <laughs> You like that one? Never heard this song in my entire life until it, like an hour ago. I'd never heard it. It's not on Spotify. You can't hear it on there. It is just on. I just got this off YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is for that. They're Australian. Okay. They. This is their debut single. It was released in March 2000, and it's from their album No Commandments. It peaked at number 14 here in Australia. Mm. The band's two brothers. Dennis and Darren Dowlett. And they're doing all right. 
they're making all the right moves. So they got that they first performed at a family function, like a birthday party, and they got up there and performed and was like, performed that was, rock that was me great. all night at a children's birthday they party. They didn't perform this, but they performed some R&B kind of yeah. like covers and stuff like that. People were like, that's great. So they thought, let's concentrate. They met up with. Uh, <laughs> they thought, let's concentrate? On music. Let's, let's go. Let's <laughs> do this. Okay. Then they. It's how it all, how all good things start. They were introduced to members of the Rock Melons and they kind of were recording with them, which was. A, a, I don't know who that is. A good. That's how Denny Hines got into the market and Marsha Hines, you know, Marsha Hines? Daughter. Yes. So she first mm-hmm. did with the Rock Melons and then went solo. So these guys are following a, a path that's been trod before, okay, which is a good thing. Then they wrote two songs for Bardo. Wow. Yeah. What so, ones? Two for the album. Okay, don't know them. Don't know them. Uh, then they were the support band for Bardo on their national tour. So Bardo was playing <laughs> Weren't big. many ways into the industry in 2000, were they? <laughs> big, big, big. They also supported the Venga Boys. Oh. <laughs> yep. And then in 2001 they supported a little band called Destiny's Child. I was going to say, okay, that makes me feel better because I was like, then you're not match Bardo or the Venga Boys. Why yeah. are they writing for Bardo? <laughs> I guarantee you Dennis Dale is still telling people how he hung out with Beyonce backstage, what they mm. did on that 2001 tour. Because that would have been their first time to the country, so they would have been wanted to go out and see stuff. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. All right. They also performed in the film Moulin Rouge. They were dancers. Really? Yeah, they were in oh, Moulin that's Rouge. that's nice. I like that song. I, I like that kind of music. That reminds me a lot of Too Close by... Next. Next. Yes. Which is about boners. It is absolutely about boners. And if you listen to the Patreon episode, we talk all about it. Wow. In yesterday's episode. So if uh, you guys want to hear about boners. With James Colley. Yes. Pay up. <laughs> okay. So in 2001, they renamed themselves. They call themselves Disco Montego. Mm. And they become a dance outfit. They leave oh, no. R&B behind. They're making inroads. It was good. It was. But they're making inroads internationally now. They did a remix for Mariah Carey. She loved it. Damn. And, and then Elton John heard that and went, I want them to remix one of my songs. <gasps> and then the boy band Blue, also in the UK, were quite a big deal. Got I've them, heard of them, yeah. Got them to remix. And then they were about to move to LA. No. When Darren felt a pain in his chest. No. He thought, I'd better go to the doctor about this. He had a chest tumour and six weeks later, dead. Six weeks later. Six weeks. Oh, my God. Because when I looked on YouTube, they were like RIP Darren. Yeah. And I was like. Well, that's sad. Yeah. But that's somehow sadder. Not that there's less sad ways to die, but you know what I mean? Like Everything's going right. They're, no fault of your own. Like no even, not even a reason. They're tracking well. They've got respect suspect. from the industry. Oh, my God, just, that is yeah. so sad. Yep. And a chest tumour. Oh, why, why would you tell me about that? Sorry. Okay, let's try and, let's try and get it back. This is, our, this is our last song. Oh, my God. First time. And that is, I would say, you know what? No, it's fine. We'll get to it. This is the first time for this man on the podcast. I'm going to play it 40 seconds in because there's a, a, quite a, a long intro. This is Brian McKnight mm. and his song, Back at One. Let's go forward. <laughs> Here we go. It's that we should be together. It's unbelievable how I used to say that I'd fall Show you now that I'm for real. 
was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry, I sung over the best lyric. Four, go back to one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I love the list of instructions. Thanks, bro. I love a song with instructions. He's um, autism coded. Um, <laughs> and also maybe he should have a lyric writing session with M2M. <laughs> Get it in. Get it there. One, two, three. But what the one, two, and three weren't like steps he was taking. It was just saying, one, you're the one for me. Yeah. Two, um, something else. But three, <laughs> just go. And if, four, four, if three doesn't work, go back. One, two, three. And then five. Five. A new go one. Go back yeah. again. <laughs> five. Five, go back to four. Else. Which is going to take you back to one, two, three. But if it should be four, well, skip four. If three works, skip four. Go to five. And then five is repeat. Five is repeat, is it? Uh, five might be like. Um, Look them up. Like a do while. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a woman well, in STEM. While, while you're looking it up, I'll uh, I'll tell you about. So Wait, what's the song called? Back at one. Brian McKnight. Sixteen Grammy nominations, no wins. That is the third most without a win, behind Zubin Mehta, who's an Indian composer. Wait, how many nominations? Sixteen. 16? 16. I've never heard of this 16 man or this song. Have you, do you know this song? No, <laughs> no. And then. Uh, and the, your brain was like pretty developed yeah. by this point. <laughs> Zubin Mehta, Indian composer, and Snoop Dogg also has more uh, Grammy nominations and no wins. So this Snoop is from, Dogg has no Grammys. Well, that's what it said in my research, unless he's won one recently, but yeah. we got to do something about this about this racism problem. <laughs> so this is from Brian McKnight's fifth album, also called Back at One, his first album with Motown Records. His previous album, he'd been working with P. Diddy, but he didn't like the way they used samples. He wanted a more organic sound. Don't like mm. him just picking samples and then me just waiting for him. I'd like to come up with the music together, he said. And so he was writing and recording the album. As he was doing so, though, his marriage fell apart. Why? Because <clears throat> he's a dirty dog who had an affair. No! Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> Brian something. Yeah. Brian, Brian. Brian McKnight. McKnight. But oh. this this was the standout single from uh, the album. It's, fu- it's fucking nonsense. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand loved it. Got to number seven in New Zealand. In Australia, not so much. God, that wasn't do anything. <laughs> 24. 24 here in Australia. But in the States, the United Ones of America. Yeah. Got to number two and stayed there for eight weeks. Ugh. Do you know what song kept it off the number one charts? What? Santana and Rob Thomas and Smooth. Well, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> I mean, good luck to you going up against that. How much do you think Brian McKnight hates that song, Smooth? I mean, how could you, though? You it's know a hot I mean? one. <laughs> it's a good song. Uh, um, what, are the, what are the steps? Okay, one, you're like a dream come true. Great. Two, just want to be with you. Three, girl, it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. And four, repeat steps one through three. They're not steps. Five, make you fall in love with me. So four and five are the only ones that are steps. And If I ever believe my work is done, then I'll start back at one. Well, you didn't listen to your own advice, did yeah. you, sir? He started back at one. He fell in love with someone else and his marriage fell apart. He said it was the highest he'd ever oh, felt. Oh, yeah, and if the I lowest. ever believe my work is done, I'll start back at one. He never said with the same person. There you That's go. True. My work here is not done. And if he, if he was... If he was if he was much younger, if he was, you know, a, a young adult today, then that's what he'd be saying. He'd be like, I never said. Naomi, our work is almost done. What we need to do now One. is go through 
Go through it That's all. That's the Celine Dion song, no? Is it? You just this said, song you said one, I was, one word. One. When I was singing over the top of it. What, what did you sing? Um, you were my strength yes. when I was weak. Yes. It's just that. It is that. It's also reminiscent of like older, like not too, everything that else that you played sounds so 2000. Of the time, yeah. And this sounds like, I'm going to say 95. Yeah, it does. I would say maybe even earlier. You yeah. can get away with it. Some real baby face vibes happening with it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. All right. I know who that is. Let's go through <laughs> these songs and you tell me if they're hits or not a hit. Yeah. If Only by Hanson. Miss. Move Your Body, Eiffel 65. Miss. <laughs> Poison by Bardo. Hit. Kiss When the Sun Don't Shine, Venga Boys. Miss. Bring It All Back, S Club 7. Hit. Never Be the Same Again, Mel C and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Hit, huge hit. Mirror Mirror, M to M. Miss. Mumbo Italiano by Shaft. Uh, uh, miss. Yeah, it's a miss. You looked up your phone the whole time trying to find the other song. Uh, <laughs> Kaylin, Rock Me All Night. Hit. Hit. And back at one, Brian McKnight. Miss. Fuck you. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> That's four out of ten. That is you're very generous there, I will say. You reckon? I reckon. Yeah. I re- well, yeah, I mean, the I feel like I was being generous with the S Club one because I used to love them, so yeah. it was definitely a hit to me at the time. Yeah. I know that. Well done, Naomi. Thank you for doing this. Did you like them? <laughs> you never, does anyone ever ask you back? No one. No one's ever asked. Thank you Did for you asking. Did you like them? Yeah, first person to ask. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I'm only allowed to not like one song per episode. Oh, that, which one? That's my own rule. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm which too, one? Too, too old for uh, Bring It All Back by S Club 7. Wow, but that's I, the one. But I understand that people one of the would hits. like it. Or maybe Move Your Body by Alpha 65. But they're, they're I mean, the two weak ones. There's a lot to pick from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thank you for doing this. Have you got anything to plug? You got doing anything? Not at the moment. Moving, shaking? No. There's one. When does this come out? Um, in about three hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, you're like me. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one more episode of Gamey Game. I'm on Gamey Gamey Game, yep. which is a YouTube Twitch show. Yes. You, people listening, you probably know what it is. Hosted by Evan Munro-Smith here at Stupid Old Studios. Has lots of people. Ben Russell's always on that. Well, no. I mean, he used to be on every week and then he left. So that's a crazy thing for you to have said. <laughs> well, obviously, I, I But he still comes back every now and yeah. then. I mean, he doesn't have that much on, I think. I don't play games, so I don't, I don't sit down and watch people talk about games. I mean, I rarely play the games that we talk about. That's yeah. the one thing about the show is there's not really that much game chat. Well, it's on YouTube, Gamey Gamey Game. It's also live on Twitch on Friday nights. So there's one more episode for the season. So Thanks. check 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 that out tomorrow. Excellent. Hey, everyone, uh, thank you for being Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Hit Machine with uh, buddies of mine, go to patreon.com slash DYKWIA. Just did Hit Machine 20 with James Colley where we talked. We talked about some of the songs. We talked about uh, nexts. So Too like close. the good songs that I brought up. I will, I will give it you, away. You uh, talked about on Patreon. James James uh, scored his songs more, like higher than uh, you scored. Uh, the, I will say the first. Well, it sounds like he got better songs. Kicks off with Torn. And also he's my enemy, by the way. Kicks, <laughs> off, kicks off with Torn by uh, Natalie and Bruce. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious right now? Yeah, and then goes into a Backstreet Boys song. That is not fair. It's real good. It's I get good. I get Eiffel 64's well, <laughs> second. 65, you, you shortchanging them. That's <laughs> anyway, thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>